Have you ever wondered how to find true happiness at work and in life? What about finding your purpose or becoming the best version of yourself and achieving all of your dreams and desires? Let me share one thing with you. The truth is you have the power to create your own happiness because happiness is indeed a choice. The Dr. Kiki Ramsey Show is dedicated to helping leaders become happier and more fulfilled at work and in life. I love sharing tools and insights about happiness, positivity, personal and professional development that will help you live a healthier, wealthier, more fulfilled, passionate, and purposeful life. I'm your host, Dr. Kiki Ramsey. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey y'all, Dr. Kiki Ramsey here, and I am super duper excited to see you today. On today's show, we are going to be talking about the power of emotional regulation. Okay, y'all, I know y'all here for it. (laughs) It has been a lot that has been going on in the media, which makes this topic for today's show so very fitting. As a coach, this ain't nothing new to me. This emotional regulation is not anything new to the way that I coach or even a topic that I coach. And it's also not new from me just being a person and a human being. We are all human beings at the end of the day, and we all can at some point have some issues with emotional regulation. And I always have this saying that I say is that you can't lead others if you can't first self-lead. You can't lead other people if you can't self-lead. And being a self-leader that we all are, we have to learn how to lead ourselves. And that really encompasses emotional regulation and what that's all about. So let's get into emotional regulation. What is it, Dr. Kiki? Because (laughs) I want to give a real definition to give us some context. So emotional regulation is our ability to exert control, okay? To exert control over one's own emotional state. Our ability to exert control over one's own emotional state. So here's the thing. I'd be remiss if I didn't admit that as I was thinking about today's show topic, I was like, well... I want to be relevant and what's happened in the media. Of course, everybody's seen it by now. Even if you were not watching the Oscars, you've seen Will Smith smack Chris Rock. So with that being said, there's a lot of commentary that has gone on about his behavior and everything. And I don't agree with his behavior I think that, of course, like he said, even in his apology, that violence is not the key. It's unacceptable. So we know that. But I want to dig deeper into what makes us actually lose control, right? What makes us lose control to the point where we do something violent, like smack somebody? I don't know. There's so many things that we could do when we lose control. We could yell and all those kinds of things. And so I really wanted to like really dive into emotional regulation and what this was and how this affected Will in the way that he did. And to bring it back to say that, yeah, this was wrong, but we all deal with emotional regulation at times and he didn't handle it the way that he could have had he done some of the things that I'm going to share with you 
today on today's show. And so when I think about emotional regulation, I also try to put myself in the shoes of other people. And I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, because a lot of people have come, you know, thoughts and commentary about like it was wrong or he was okay for defending his wife and all that kind of stuff, right? Like if we go deeper into emotional regulation, there's a lot of layers to actually begin peeling back when it comes to us doing something that might be out of our own character, right? If y'all know me, I love character strengths and I love really talking about character because I will say all day long, skills will take you to the top. We all have certain skills in our life. We all have certain those kinds of strengths, but it's your character that is going to keep you there or cause you to fall. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Quote me on that. Skills will take you to the top, but character will keep you or make you fall. But so as we go deeper, I always try to put myself into someone's shoes, but also my own shoes. And I know from being a mama, okay, if any of y'all are parents, you ain't even got to be parents, but you got to just deal with people. And if you're human, you deal with people. You know, but especially if you're a parent, you know for a fact that your kids can test you so bad. <laughs> I'm just saying, kids will truly test you. And I know I'm a mom of three kids. I'm a mom of three kids. Yeah, I guess you could say kids, but my oldest, he's an adult, right? So that's a different kind of test. <laughs> and then I have toddlers, right? The ones who are in the home right now are toddlers. And I can get so angry at my son, Trey, or my daughter, Mackenzie. And I, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, why don't you just, and it's different when it comes to kids, because of course, sometimes they don't necessarily know better. We have to treat them differently when we, it comes to emotional regulation. But historically, I'm a yeller. I'm loud to begin with. That's just one of my traits. I, I feel that it's, it is zest, but it's okay if you, you know, but I, I usually tend to go towards yelling. And so one of the things that I'm trying to do as it pertains to my own self and emotional regulation is to pull back from yelling so much, especially at my children, because I don't want that to be the way that they know me, right? But we do know when we're dealing with kids, it can take us there. It can send us there. We can literally need to just take a walk, right? When we're dealing with kids. When you're dealing with adults, what we do is we get these expectations in our mind about the adult. And if they don't meet the expectation that we have in our own minds, then it can take us there too. We can then lose our own self and emotional control. But here's the thing. We have control over it, right? Like we, we have control over ourselves. We have control over our emotions but we didn't make choices in the emotion because sometimes we're not thinking. We're subconsciously doing things versus necessarily thinking. Now, <laughs> you can say that Will Smith thought about it because he was laughing in the beginning, looked over at his wife. She went laughing. She actually rolled her eyes and then he went up and did what he did. But in that moment, he had an opportunity to think. And I think that a lot of times we don't pull back to actually think. So I want to dig into emotional regulation because as an executive coach, I talk to so many leaders about this subject. You can't even imagine. 
because we all have very tough days at work that make it difficult for us to be there and make it difficult for us to deal with the people who we lead and even our coworkers. And I know it to be hard. I've been a leader for a very long time. And you just have to really think about it from a different way and and understand that you have the control if you want to exert the control over the situation and not go out of character. But we all have those moments where we go out of character and then we say, I'm sorry. I've done that so many times with my children where you know they have done whatever and I might yell and then I say, you know what? I'm so sorry that I yelled at you. And sometimes we have to do that, right? Because we didn't stop. We didn't think. We just acted versus stopping. So when it comes to emotional regulation, there are two ways to kind of like really think about emotional regulation and to really begin to handle emotional regulation. One of the ways that we can really exert emotional regulation is called repraisal. And what reappraisal means is you change the way you think about something to change your response. So you change the way you think about something to change your response. And the other way that we can really practice emotional regulation is suppression. That's the one that we don't want to do. But that's the one that so many people do is suppression. So what I think happened with Will Smith in this situation is that he's probably been repressing a lot of his emotional, the way that he might want to respond to a lot of things that may have been happening in his life. He might have been suppressing it. And this was the moment that he chose not to suppress anymore. I don't know to be true because I don't know Will Smith. But this is the way a lot of us actually then choose to deal with our emotions is that we actually suppress them as if they don't matter and as if they're not there. And that is the absolute wrong way to deal with life, period. You can't suppress because what's going to happen is when you suppress, this happens, (laughs) right? When you can't take it anymore, and you no longer want to think, you then act and you act in a way that's counterintuitive to the way that you actually want to act. So you can't suppress. So I saw this as this moment of like, huh, wait, I know that I'm not supposed to be laughing. My wife is not laughing. I've been suppressing this. It reminds me that I'm supposed to protect my family. I've been suppressing this thing for so long. I'm not going to stand for that right now. And the terrible thing is this. As it even pertains to Will Smith, it even overshadowed the fact that he won his first Oscar. You think about Will Smith and how talented he is. And my husband had to remind me that this was his first Oscar. And I'm like, for real? Because he's he's such a talented actor. And I'm like, dang, all anybody is talking about is the fact that he smacked Chris. They're not even talking about, you know, the fact that he won an Oscar. And I'm sure that this is something that's on his mind as well. Like I did this thing and now all anybody can talk about was the thing and not the fact that I did another thing, which was freaking win an Oscar. And I think he's only the fifth African-American man to win an Oscar. We in 2022. (laughs) The fact that the number is still so small for black people to do things is amazing. Judge Jackson. The fact that she would be the first African-American on the Supreme Court, these things still amaze me, but I digress. Let me go back to emotional regulation. 
we have the ability. He had the ability, but he then chose differently. And I think it's because he first suppressed and then he just then chose to to explode. But there's another way and it's called reappraisal. And that's changing the way you think about something to change your response to something. We all can do this in the moment. I know for a fact. So I just moved to Atlanta. Hey, ATL, right? And I don't know, Atlanta people might get mad at me for saying this or whatnot, but I really think that the people in Atlanta are the craziest drivers on the face of the planet. Y'all, they do crazy things on the street. And it makes me so mad, right? Like I used to live in Maryland and DC area for 18 years. And so for me, you would think that crazy driving is up north, like New York and stuff like that. Dang, I met them in Atlanta because it is just insane. However, my point is I get very, very angry and emotionally riled up when I'm driving. I'm not ever honking and blowing and doing all these things like that. I'm just, you know, in the car, like, are you kidding me? Did you just do that? Like, it amazes me, right? But here's the thing. I have to, in those moments, really change the way that I think about certain things in terms of driving so that I change my response to people. Because I'm not going to be this crazy driver. I'm not going to be the person like who pulling over and honking at people and da, da, da. That's not me. So I'm in my car, however, and I say, you know what? I'm a safe driver. I'm going to drive safe so that I can try to keep everybody else safe, regardless of what they do. So I changed the way I think about the situation and speak about the situation so that I remain calm and drive safely on the road. And this can be for any situation that you have in your life. So I know that at this moment, as it pertains to the situation with Will, I'm pretty sure he's probably regretting the fact that he did it. Now, some people say he's not. At the end of the day, don't nobody know. Right. Nobody really, really knows. But I can say from history and all of the character that we've seen from him from year after year after year after year, he probably would hope that the things that I'm about to tell you he did before he actually responded emotionally in the way that he did. So I want to jump right into him. Just give us some tools as it pertains to emotional regulation. Like I said, I talk about this all the time with my leaders especially when we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion topics within organizations. There are a lot of situations that go on in organizations that most people have no clue about. And these things are painful and they're hurtful to certain people. Even just regular leadership, it just is hurtful to to most people. So really our leaders need to learn this, but this then spills over into your personal life because I am who I am and I take my full self to work. And I know that means a lot different nowadays because we're in our home. Like this is my beautiful home office. And because I'm here all the time, I try to make it look beautiful and pretty, right? But we're now at home a lot. So here are just a couple of things that as I've been coaching have helped my even myself and my clients to really begin to regulate their own emotions because it can be very, very difficult at times. So the first thing I want to really talk about is you need to understand your emotions. We all have them. We all have them, good and bad, right? I love talking about positive emotions because y'all know I'm a positive psychologist 
And I study happiness. I study purpose. I study courage. And we all have those positive emotions. So positive emotions like joy and excitement and all of these really positive emotions, resilience and all those things. I love those because they actually help us to be happier. There's scientific research that states that if we exude more positive emotions, then we are happier. The actual definition of happiness is the fact that we exude positive emotions and we have a sense of meaning and purpose in our life that equals happiness. So not just the positive emotions, but positive emotions and the sense that you have purpose and meaning in your life. That's what creates true happiness in life. And so we all know that we can talk about happiness all the time and we can talk about positive emotions. But here's the thing. We all have negative emotions as well. Sadness, fear. Fear is one of those things that we all experience at some point in time in our life. It might not be something that you experience on a daily basis, but it is something that you've probably feared, probably experienced in the past. But a lot of people are sad nowadays too. We've been in a pandemic for almost two years. Things are still not quite normal. I think it's going to be a new normal now. But at the end of the day, we feel these feelings. We feel sad. We feel anxiety. We feel all these things. And to be honest with you, those feelings, they are okay. You can't have one without the other. You cannot go with only positive emotions. I wish, I wish we could, right? I wish we could go with only positive emotions in our life, but that's just not the way life works. You're going to have positive and you're going to have negative emotions. It's just like when you're trying to charge up your car, if your battery went dead, you're going to have positive and you're going to have negative. Like it don't work without the other. That's how life works. And so understanding that you're going to have negative emotions, we need to learn how to regulate them. We need to learn how to deal with them and handle them so that our character shines through. So number one, you got to understand that you got them. They are there. So both good and bad, they help us in all the situations. Because let me just tell you, I need negative emotions like fear because baby, if a dog get out the kiki, I'm gone. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to be reliving my track days all over again if a dog gets after me, right? (laughs) And so we need these. But here's the thing about negative emotions. Sometimes they don't allow you to be great. Like fear's job is to keep you safe. If fear's job doesn't know that it's necessarily holding you back from your dream, from going for that promotion, fear's job is to keep you safe. So it's your job, actually, to tell fear, you know what? I got this. I'm about to move forward anyway. So negative emotions are like that with sadness or even depression. Those emotions are real. But in order to be able to move forward, you have to deal with them and learn how to deal with them in a productive way so that you can move forward in your life. Same thing about all of these negative emotions. They help us in a way sometimes to protect us, but we have to be able to tell these emotions, this is not where I want to operate at. And so that's what I love. So you have to be able to understand your emotions because here's the thing, your emotions are telling you something. Anytime I get super, super mad, like super angry, I'll ask myself, dang, why did that make me so mad? Why, why did that make me so mad? What is that saying about me? Ooh, 
I'm talking about a little self-introspection here, okay? I'm talking about a little self-introspection because here's the thing. It's telling me something. And a lot of times when it's telling me something, I might not want to listen, but it's telling me something about myself. Really? So you have to understand your emotions. Number two, you have to take a pause. Any time, any, any time that you are literally in a situation that is scary or that is challenging for you in your life, you have to take a pause. I talk about this all the time. The pause is so very real for us. The pause is so real because here's the thing when I talk about the pause, the pause is the thing that could have saved Will from this situation. It could have saved him from this situation if he had taken a pause. Now, now some of us say he took a pause and he looked over at his wife and then made a different decision. He took a pause and made a different decision. I get it and I understand it. We can take a pause so that we can use reappraisal to think about what's going on and then to turn around and make a different decision, right? That is what we have to do. That is what we have to do. And so that is why I am just excited about this whole topic because, I mean, we have to turn around and make different decisions. We really, really do. Number one, understand your emotions. Number two, take a pause. Number three, practice mindfulness. So mindfulness is one of those things that a lot of people they get it or they don't get it. And what I mean by that is the fact that it's being mindful of everything that's going on around you and not being judgmental, right? And not being judgmental. So a lot of times we are judgmental about our issues and everything like that. And we're just not even in the present moment. And he wasn't feeling all the senses. I mean, at that time for Will, so many things were probably going on at the moment. And he had so many competing agendas that this just won over. This one won over. But if you can take a minute, take some deep breaths, really realize what's going on in the situation, it'll help you. And then our last thing is we call it do the opposite action. Oh, I love this, right? Do the opposite action. So the opposite action is what you think you should do, do the opposite. Or what you want to do, do the opposite, right? Do the opposite of what you're trying to do. And so if Will had done the opposite action, then he literally wouldn't have gotten up and done that. Sometimes I have to do the opposite action, especially as it pertains to my children. Like if they've done something and I take the pause and I look at them and I look at their little eyes and I want to yell or I want to put in time out or I want to do some of those things. And I say, what is the opposite action? And the opposite action is to give them a hug. And that's exactly what I do, right? Because what I don't want to do is regret the yelling the timeout, those things, I don't want to regret it at the end of the day because we all know how we feel when we do something crazy. And I can only imagine what Will is going through. So how do you really practice this emotional regulation? First, you understand that you got emotions good and bad, and that's okay, (laughs) right? Number two, you have to take a pause. Number three, you need to practice some kind of mindfulness. Mindfulness is just not meditation. It's really being present and making different choices. 
And number four, you got to do the opposite action. And so I thank you all so much for being with me here on the Dr. Kiki Reaction Show. Thank you all. And so I'm excited that you're here. If you want additional tools and resources and other videos, head over to my YouTube page. All the Dr. Kiki Ramsey shows are there. Like and subscribe while you're there as well. And join me back next week for another episode of Dr. Kiki Ramsey show. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dr. Kiki Ramsey show. And as always, remember to create your own happiness because happiness is in fact a choice. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you'll get notified whenever I drop a new episode.